Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. All right, everybody. This is so exciting. I know. I'm excited. Oh, gave away the surprise. No. This is Kate Chastain. Hey, guys. From Below Deck. I'm so happy to be here. I know that it was probably at least two years ago I wanted to come on your podcast and it just it we never, never lined up. And yeah. then I would like message you on Twitter and why would I slide into a Twitter DM? I but mean, I did. nobody checks their Twitter DMs ever. I haven't been on Twitter in 100 years, so yeah. I don't blame you for not responding to me. Yeah, but I was always, I knew that you had <laughs> Hannah on and yes. I was slightly bummed out that Hannah got to go First. before I did. Yeah. I know. Well, here you are. I know. I know. Save the best for last. The questions are rolling in, so we kind of just have to to jump right in I really feel I'm ready but for anyone who doesn't watch Below Deck it's on Bravo it's about yachting and richness for the guests for the guests yep and you're the chief stew which like I want to know about ranking like what the heck is the rank in real jobs I would never be like so rank obsessed but and it took me a while when I started working on yachts in real life yeah to understand why rank was important. I was kind of like, I thought anybody that had higher rank and like used it right. was such a, a jerk. <laughs> I was like, we're all just, you know, living and working together. But it's why the military has rank. It's similar for yachting yeah. because we're out in the ocean. It's for safety. It's for order. And once that clicked in my head, um, why organization in general is so important, it really helped me in my real life. But so the boat has to be organized. Everything is labeled. Everything is put where it goes. Everything has a place. And that's not how I used to live my life at all. But I mean, I learned that eventually you got to do that stuff anyway. So I might as well do it right the first time. But same with the hierarchy of leadership on board. Rank is just, it'd be chaos if there was no rank. So, but you, where do you, I mean, there's Captain Lee, obviously. Sure, Captain, Captain is the highest rank. And then there's a first mate. Um, and we have those on the boat on the show but they're not on camera um, but they're right under the captain and then I would say Chief Stew is kind of up there yeah so yeah and the chef is actually pretty high up on the ranking but also not really because they don't have anybody below them they're just kind of like their, their own, own thing they're in their own solar system they're their own department they're, yeah they're their, <laughs> their own planet in another solar system but yeah so um, it just I worked my way up and I, I was a horrible yachty at first but, you Don't know, say yachty. That's inappropriate. Apparently, it's really <laughs> not. Well, I want to know how you started. I know you're from Florida. I am from Florida. Um, so my cousin did yachting in the 90s. Um, she's from Texas. But she did it for like nine years. And this was like before the internet, y'all. So she would send us postcards from like all around the world. And she was always like my cool older cousin. Yeah. And I would like always keep that in the back of my head like if I don't know what I want to do when I grow up I can just do yachting like Catherine did so I did after college I meant to do it for one year and then it was a career I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up but I wasn't really ready to go from like fun college days to like entry-level job office yeah so yeah, no. I was like I'll do this and it was like hot Australian guys good money yachting exotic ports so I just kind of kept doing it and and now how it's been seven seasons I know of Below Deck it's not crazy seven I know it's on right now yep our hundredth episode 
um, is being celebrated on Watch What Happens January 6th. I don't know when this will air. Oh, the next following week. Oh, so I hope you all enjoyed watching that. Jen Maxwell had a question. How many actual crew members are on the yacht? They used to show a lot of engineers and deckhands and it's since stopped right i know there's also a first officer are there any other crew members that don't get shown so she just answered the question i said about the first mate um so what a yacht of the size that we use for the show is usually around 50 meters 60 meters that's 150 feet or 180 feet and for insurance purposes uh they have to have their own first mate on board and their own engineer on board and so those are two guys that you'll see like during the first episode of any below deck season and i mean they really are great and we live and work with them they just aren't on camera but um they the engineer if that there was a character on below deck or a cast member that was an engineer it would be very boring all they do is sit in the engine room and like monitor the (laughs) levels of like the fluids or whatever i don't really know where does production stay um that's a real popular question Uh, so my first season i brought a box of chocolates for uh my boat crew and then i bought a box of chocolates for my production crew not knowing i think it'd be like 12 people it's like 70 people oh it's huge yeah so they've got three shifts morning mid and late and they stay they rent out like a whole hotel room in whatever location we're in and then we also have a follow boat that production rents in addition to the yacht that Ah. um they'll like come out in shifts and be sometimes when we're on anchor, I feel very bad for them. It could be rough seas. It's like five o'clock in the morning and they have an hour boat ride in rain and rough seas just to get to their job. So they they don't like stay on a yacht. No, there's, there's one small, small room on the yacht where all the production, like we're talking 14 people for 12 hours, sit there. Insane. They have a very tough job. Are the twin beds comfortable? Um, you know, probably I'm guess I guess you mean our beds in the in the bunks. Yes. I wouldn't even call them twins. They're like half a twin. Half a twin. They're okay. so narrow. <laughs> and you know what? Um, they are comfortable. Usually, I mean, it's a yacht, so like I've had like they're custom temper pedic. They're really great mattresses, really great, but they're small. But you're so tired that once you get in it, you're just like this is the best. You go to sleep. Yeah. Kayla Schiffer, any advice for getting started on a crew? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten so many people into the industry just because I think it's such a great life experience. If you want to go into yachting, you need to get your STCW. It costs around $1,000. takes five days. It's basic maritime law, uh, life-saving. I'm a firefighter, by the way. They, treat, they teach you that. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, just like basic of firefighting. But you put on the suit. You, fight, you go in a burning building, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so once you have that certification, um, go to Fort Lauderdale. I would recommend like end of summer when all the yachts are coming back and you will get on a boat within a month. They're always looking for people. As long as you're, um, you know, willing to work, they'll give you a, a shot. Well, there you go. Yeah. Season seven has been pretty hard to watch. I actually agree with you. It was for hard. you. It's hard for me to watch and I love watching the show. I mean, it's pretty brutal and it's like, you know, everyone hates you for something. Right. But you've not done anything. Right. What did I write down? Oh, like Brian calling you a bitch because you called him a yachty. Listen, for him to say he's not a yachty, you know, it's kind of like... That's literally like... I know. Nobody who's... That means he's really a yachty. And, but I wasn't saying it as an insult is a thing. I think a yachty is a hard worker, well-traveled. Um, the only people who get offended by it are probably people who uh, don't want to... He wants to be a seafarer. Which, uh, I don't know. It's like, dude, you're not Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And then also, they I know the boys all say that I get away with so much. I'm like, what do I get away with? Because I feel like I'm working 
16 hour days. So you don't feel like you get passes? No, no, I wish I did. <laughs> I would like that. I would even think it was fair. Yeah, well, Kevin. Uh, Kevin was, you know, he. it's a shame because we got, there were times when we were getting along, but I feel like he came onto the boat already determined that he was not going to like me. Like there was nothing I could have done. I was kissing his ass more than I'd kiss anybody's ass, not because I like him, because I wanted my life to be easy. Right. And he, we would get along, but then it's like he would get an interview or he would just like remember that he wanted to like be enemies with me. I don't know if he wanted screen time. I don't know if he'd seen the show prior and had like idea. I don't know what the deal was. But, you know, I would almost put up with his attitude if his food was a little better. <laughs> it's just not that good. Well, so like, can you remember a certain point when you were like, yeah, every, everyone hates me. I'm used to people hating me on the boat because let's face it, Below Jack hires cast members that are going to, they all have their SCCW. Right. But some of them are there to make the show interesting. Some of them are not going to make it in yachting much longer. Some of them are more <laughs> um, interested in being on TV. Yeah. And so the show is so real. It's not scripted. And there really is that much work that needs to be done. So when somebody comes on, wanting to be on TV and they're like, oh wait, I gotta work a lot. This sucks. I'm the one that's enforcing that. So I'm kind of like made into the villain. Well, it's hard. I mean, you're literally asking people to do their job. Right. And they hate you for it. Yeah, exactly. And Cause they don't realize, like, if they're up to me, we wouldn't be working this much either. It's not my, I, didn't, I don't make the rules. I just am there to enforce them. It's kind of my job. So um, this season was, I did start noticing that the guys were, it was a little, cause I don't even, deal with them very much they work outside i work inside so i didn't know why i hardly even get to spend time with them as and i didn't really understand why they were so against me because i hardly even knew them you said it's hard to watch is I'm, i can imagine i think i know your answer but anything that was hardest to watch so far you would think that the van ride with ashton was difficult but actually it was glorious Ugh. because i've been waiting for that for other people to, to see. see it because I didn't rat him out to Captain Lee because let's we have like not that much time left in the season. And also they already um, accused me of being favorited by Captain Lee. So in my mind, if I told Captain Lee what Ashton had done, Ashton would have been fired. And then it would have been turned into this whole thing like, oh, Kate, she, she got Ashton fired. And I just didn't want to like, I, I wasn't doing it for Ashton. I was doing it for the crew, for the charter season, and for myself. Right. So I actually enjoyed watching that because I was like, finally, the moment of truth, everybody can see who he really is. It all started with that really super awkward kiss at uh, Cruise Night Out. Mm-hmm. Smashed in. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, someone said, do you regret your in initial kiss, which you did not... Um, you know, want. So I guess you can't really, it was really awkward at the moment. I just didn't know why he was doing that. I mean, I was a little flattered, I guess, but I kind of knew it was like more to make Courtney or Brian or them like Courtney jealous. Yeah. Um, but I'm a girl with manners. So at first I kind of like kissed back because I kind of was like, Oh, was this over? And then I, I, <laughs> You're, we I love you, but not like that. No, why did you do what's that? Happening? Um, I don't know. I think that it's interesting to watch somebody who's been asked back for a second season. Uh, it's kind of like a second season curse. Mm. Like the first season, they they don't know how they're like excited to be there, and they're being the most genuine self. When they get asked back for a second season, I've seen it time and time again, where they get a little more cocky. They're like, "Oh, they want. Oh, now this is my show. I'm a, okay. I'm a season two or now. Yeah. Did you know 
that his mom would be such a trigger point. No. In fact, quite the opposite. I knew that he was in a mood and when he got in an accident on last season, his mom sent out an email and I liked Ashton last year because he was still being season one good behavior. Yeah. And I s responded to that email. I was like, you've raised such a lovely son. I really meant it. And so in that van ride, I thought it would be like a, a connecting good memory for him and I. And I, so it was completely the opposite of what happened. Well, the weirdest thing is just that for something that small. I think that he saw it. I think his ego was bruised because I had already like made a big deal. Like, I didn't want you to kiss me. Don't touch. And I mean, but then, then he was like coming back and like touching me. And like, I was like, and I finally put my foot down. I was like, don't touch me. It's rude. And so he was looking for a reason to fly off the handle. It was wild. Of all the things you could get offended by. Well, at this point, I'm telling y'all, I mean, the, my biggest offenses have been told, telling Brian he's a yachty, which is to me a compliment. Saying, I said, you're a good hard worker. And, you know, I was complimenting him. Yeah. I called a bitch. And I asked Ashton, how's your mom doing? Because I actually had like a good relationship with her and him about that. And I almost get punched. So I'm not sure there's anything I could have done right did he, his whole reasoning, I guess, for being frustrated was that he didn't want to talk about his family. I, I have to call bullshit because um, he was on his, the phone with his mother with a camera on him earlier. Like, he, that's not true. I've never had my mom on the show in, seven, in six years. So, you know, I think he's just, now he's just backtracking and making excuses. When you're on a reality show, there's nothing that you can yeah. be like, oh, that's not un untouchable. You no, can't I, do I've that. No, I've never. So it's just, it's just weird. And then it's scary to think that like, what, what would have happened had there been all girls in that car? I did wonder that. And also like, that's another reason I was so mad and uh, quit that night. I was not just quitting the boat. I was quitting the show. I was quitting it all because I knew that people, there's a production team that knew what he had done. And I just felt like, is anybody going to like... Well, did you feel kind of betrayed by that? Yeah. I thought once we got back to the marina, um, I understand why they didn't pull over the car because it's kind of like he didn't get violent. There, It was recording. And we were outside of range to check in with production. So there was no crew member in the car. There was. And they were like, they were concerned. They were, and they were, they don't have the authority to make that decision. So we were in... Their vans were too far apart, so they couldn't get confirmation that that's what they could do. So I thought when we got to the marina, maybe we'd all take a pause and maybe Ashton would have a talking to. That did not happen, so. That's super disappointing. Yeah, it was. So I was like over it. Ugh. Because the fact that they didn't do that only emboldened him to be like, that behavior's okay. And that, like, everything's fine. Yeah, so he was almost worse. And we're going to let him apologize on camera so that it... I mean, I don't even think they cared about that. I think they were just like, oh... This is interesting. But was it not also pretty fucked up that Tanner oh, that also really wanted a up. kiss from you for like saving the that day? That was so fucked up. Oh, when... God. Gross. No, no. And then he comes back out of the room because Ashton wakes him up. And after Tanner all night has been like trying to hit on me, like we're going to hook up and like, can I have a kiss now? Can I kiss? Da -da. And like me, Stockholm syndrome in the van. I was like, yeah, you can have a kiss now because it's like, you were like, you saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was like how you kiss your grandfather. I know, it was a very, it was like, mm, you did good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for not letting him punch me. Um, it comes out of the room and like uh, said, it took Ashen's side. I was like, I just felt like, am I in a parallel universe? Things were not making sense. I'm assuming Captain Lee has obviously seen the footage at this point. What's his reaction? I had told him 
I was like, well, wait till you see what happens. I was like, Captain Lee, I've never quit ever in six years. I never leave. And yeah, and there, there's been plenty of times when I could have maybe been warranted to. You know, there's been um, other crazy cast members, other crazy times. And I said, when you see what happens, I wanted to let him make his own opinions without me, like being like, this happened, this happened, this happened. So I didn't really tell him. I was just like, you're going to see it. So that was why I was happy to watch it because I was like, finally, Captain Lee can see. And what's what are his, his thoughts? Oh, he called me immediately and he just, he couldn't believe it. Um, and he was very vocal on Twitter and also in his captain's blog. Um, and I don't think that Captain Lee has run into Ashton since that. But when he does... It's going to get ugly. Um, yeah, Captain Lee's going to give him a piece of his mind for sure. Okay, so you, you leave the yacht, and he, Ashton says that his behavior can't be the reason why you left. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was. Yeah. What, what in that moment, was it the combination of everything going on where you just said, I'm done with this, or was it just like you felt unsafe? I was, well, I've unfortunately been in an abusive relationship before and I learned the hard way that if you don't leave when it happens the first time you're just you know it could come back and bat, worse things can happen to you you could they could do it again you could get blamed for it and I, I just I kind of was a little triggered like the fact that Ashton was getting violent like that and nobody was doing anything and I just was triggered to the point where it's like okay I've learned the hard way that you don't stick around and be like, oh, maybe they won't do it again. You just get out because it's only going to get worse. So that was really the the focus of you leaving. I think it crossed a line and nobody was acknowledging it. So I was just like, I'm going to take myself out. And I, I also found it kind of ironic that he was so passionate about something that he admits he didn't even remember. Yeah. The next morning he's like, what happened? What did I, what did she say? She, but, and he hasn't really like in the Bravo after shows, they're crazy. Ugh. He's not even Those sorry. So he's not even sorry at all. He's he's actually he's it's sorry. wild. He turns it into his own version of a TED talk, lecturing people when people say he's misogynistic, yep. saying other everybody that thinks that thinks he's uh, they must be insecure. Is basically his rationale. He does not get it, and that's what freaks me out. He doesn't. He's not watched this, and it's been like, oh gosh, that was bad. that was hideous. No, he's the only time he's saying sorry. Is when he's getting backlash to try and like help his Twitter following or Instagram following or something. He's not getting it. It's also kind of alarming though that at least to me, male crew members like they're kind of defending him. I know. Even Tanner. It's just very wild because even Tanner, before I saw like the after show footage, he was like not that much of an annoyance to me. He was kind of nice at times. I liked him. Like he went to Puerto Rico. I've got friends there. I put them in contact. There's like. Three weeks ago, they, uh, him and Brian were here for Watch What Happens Live. We went out. We had a great time. But then I saw the after show, and uh, I think Tanner texted me Merry Christmas. And I was like, listen, I just watched the after show, and I really don't want to talk to you anymore. Because they're not even having the excuse of they were on the boat, they were stressed out, they were caught up. This is months later. You've had time to think about it. Um, so, And Tanner was like, I really have no excuse. I'm sorry. And he still, like, from... My birthday was two days ago. He texted me happy birthday. But I'm just not even answering him. It's just, I, you know, I gave you lots of chances. I can't remember what after show video I watched. Who was it? Talking about Yachty term. Uh-huh. Even that it was like, oh, well, you know, bitch and Yachty are like in the same category. I'm no. like, no, no, they're, they're not. not. No, like they're, if they're you really can not. literally defend someone being like, you're a bitch. 
when you said, you know, I, I just don't like, I feel like some of the, some of your cast members, I'm like, where, where is your brain? I don't know. It's just shocking. So then why did you choose to come back? Well, um, I would never want to disappoint Captain Lee. And also, you know, in the moment, I felt like I needed to take myself out of the situation. Production wasn't stepping in. Crew members weren't stepping in. I, I didn't want to be there. The next morning, um, I had a feeling that Ashton was not going to be scary while we're on charter. And so, and I wasn't going to not go back and talk to Captain Lee. I was going to do it that way. You got a great blowout. I did. Thank you. <laughs> you looked really good. I know. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I was so glad. That I was like, actually, if I'm going to walk back to like a dog walk of shame or then I'm going to at least look really yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Doing it. Were you kind of surprised that Captain Lee was like upset that you No, because, um, it was in his mind. He doesn't know that what happened and how would he ever imagine that that was the extent of what happened you know there's to him it would just look like I, I was irresponsible and I didn't want to put him in the position of a, being accused of choosing favorites do you buy Ashton's apology no still no have you guys talked at all like does he reach out ever okay so he he gave the fake apology while we were filming and then he was like still a jerk all season never thinking he did anything wrong um, and then when the trailer for our new season came out in the summer, there's like a clip of the van, him going crazy and he didn't remember it. So when he saw that he, oh, not immediately because he posted on his Instagram, spent an entire day answering every comment from a fan on his Instagram, like priorities here. Totally. Uh, totally. Like every comment like, oh yeah, so here's what it airs. Da, da, da. Yeah. And then I got a DM from him like two days later. Hey, Kate, I just saw the footage and um, I really want to say I don't think that's good behavior and I know what happened between us will transpire, but uh, I just want you to know that I don't think it's okay. And I just wasn't taking that apology. No, I, I said, well, Ashton, uh, I think it's a good thing that you're practicing writing that out now because you're going to have to say that a lot of times publicly over the next 18 weeks. Well, and there's a difference between doing an ITM and calling someone something and literally being ag aggressive. The only reason he sent me that DM was because he saw... What happened? To save his ass. And he was like, if I make friends with her now, maybe it'll be an easy season. Uh, Shannon Hess said, does she think Bravo should or would blacklist Ashton after that behavior? I would be very surprised if Ashton was employed on any boat of Captain Lee's or Captain Sandy's ever again. Wow. I would be, I don't know that it's, a, I mean, I don't think, I don't know who makes those decisions, but I'd just from the yachting side of it i know captain lee will never hire him again is he good at his job i should not really yeah he not really seem, no i didn't know if there was anything you know you i saw. honestly i think a big part of it is so last season he almost died mm -hmm. and i'm guilty of it the viewers are guilty of everyone we kind of looked at him as like ashton yeah. it was almost like we were giving him subconsciously like credit for being a better person mm -hmm. than he actually was because he became this he became this survivor right honestly what happened was he made a huge mistake that's almost that paid was, for yeah, it that's yeah that's the truth of the matter are we gonna get a reunion i don't know it's not a no okay i know that so below deck sailing yacht is premiering february 3rd which i think is the same night as our season finale I think the schedule gets very tight, but I think this season of Below Deck... I just feel Deck, like this, there has to be one. I think this season of Below Deck has been so crazy that it's they're almost like, well, let's make it work. You have to. 
I, I mean, I hope so. Cool. Yeah. We have some general questions okay, great. from the people. What is one thing about Captain Lee that viewers would be surprised by? He plays the guitar. <laughs> what? And, yeah, it's really cute. I've got some footage of him. He was playing the guitar up on the sun deck for all the crew. It was so relaxing. Um, and also all those sayings he has, I always thought they were like, I was like, he's got a word phrase, the day calendar <laughs> yeah. in, his, in his room. I know it. Like you can't make those up, but I don't know where he gets them. He literally makes them up. I'll be talking on the phone and be like, I have, a, I have them written down in my, in notes in my phone. It's like a joke. I'm like, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> gotta, gotta go to my notes on yeah. my phone really quick. Does he actually select his own crew? I don't know how that process happens. I do know that Captain Lee has the power to fire his own the crew that he's been given. Um, I don't know how much of a say he has in the selection. Someone asked you and Captain Lee and his wife seem really close. Uh, what are some moments that have brought you all together to be so close? Was it maybe the death of his son? Oh, we were very close prior to that. that. Yeah. Um, certainly. I mean, my first season working with him, we weren't close at all. Yeah. Um, we didn't really care for each other. And then, you know, it's just, it was a gradual buildup of respect over time, which um, is a great foundation for our work relationship and a friendship and then when his son passed away for me it was just kind of like I, I didn't have a choice at all I was like okay when is it I was like well tell me when the service is and then he's like the service call me the next day he's like service is Saturday and um so to me it was like there's no way I'm not going to be there it that was, was cool it you. was um apparently very touching to them well and I watched that after show with you two where he talked about it and got emotional oh my gosh really I was crying because I knew he, what he was doing was he was giving me a compliment at his expense because he doesn't love talking about the passing of his of son it not. just happened but because he was trying to convey like why I'm such a good friend to him he was talking about something he didn't want to talk about so I was more crying because that was so generous of him than for him to do yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know of a juicy hookup that we've never seen? I mean, so Asia from Below Deck Med hooked up with Tanner. <laughs> well, it's because there's this hotel in LA. We, when we fly out to do pickups where our interviews uh, are just our talking heads, we do them all in the field. But if like there was like not good audio or like sometimes we're just so tired, we're like mumbling, they'll come fly us back out and have us like redo them. Um, sometimes Below Deck Med and Below Deck people are there at the same time mm -hmm. so there's this one hotel i don't stay there and captain lee doesn't stay there so where the hookups yeah it is like it's like uh what's the bachelor love island paradise Par it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like bachelor in paradise up below deck it's everyone like, goes to this hotel yes. and <laughs> i wish there was cameras there. i i can't believe there aren't i know that'd be great what do you think of the below deck med crew um, I love Captain Sandy. She's super She's cool. Amazing, yeah. And I really love how opposite she is from Captain Lee because I mean, Captain Lee is so iconic. He looks like with the gold chains and the white <laughs> the beard. White I mean, there's a Lego captain that looks like Captain Lee. I don't know which came first. He just looks like what you would imagine <laughs> captain a captain to look like. Yeah. So for Below Deck Mediterranean, when that came out, it was going to be very difficult for any male captain to like, everybody's going to compare them. It's natural. So I love that Captain Sandy is so opposite and badass in her own way. I'm friends with a lot of the Below Deck Med cast, um, like Bobby from one of the, a couple of the seasons. He's from my hometown. I got him into yachting and on the show. Uh, Chef Ben, he's done some. He's like one of my good friends. I met Chef Adam recently. We shared a lot of gin together. He's super cool. I like Adam. Someone tried to set us up one time. But really? Yeah. But he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. And he's cool. I think I'm taller than him, though. I think he's taller than you would imagine. I don't remember thinking he was short. Okay. But how t you're pretty tall. I'm pretty tall. Oh, yeah, probably. Christina Marie 
Do guests go on knowing that they will be filmed? And if so, do they give production guidelines of what can and can't be filmed? Uh, the guests do know they're filmed, but they get no say. They, If they act a fool, they act a fool. Yeah, and sometimes it's surprising to me. What they're willing to do yes. on camera. Uh, but good for them. God bless them. But it's actually kind of my fault because I serve them a lot of alcohol. <laughs> I really do. It's like paradise for all the guests. Yeah. Christina Marie also said, are terrible stews really that terrible or is it mostly TV? I mean, I was a terrible stew and I was pretty terrible when I started. When you first come into yachting, especially on the interior team and you're starting as third stew, it's like one of the worst jobs on the boat. It is just cleaning the cabins and doing laundry and you are laundry stuck. Laundry looks like it sucks. Oh my gosh, it feels like the punishment, the worst punishment in the world. It's like a work, it's like solitary confinement, except in prison, you don't have to work in solitary confinement. It is like, and it's a lot of pressure laundry because you're dealing with expensive guest clothing and if you make a mistake, it's like a big you deal. You do cold there, wash instead of oh warm gosh, wash. Oh gosh, there are at least for. a few garments. My first boat that like mysteriously disappeared because I just messed them and up. Like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hide the off. evidence. Hide the evidence. <laughs> Ashley Nicole, does the crew make a pretty good salary on charter in addition to the tips? Yes, yes. Um, and that's this is true for real yacht on below deck. Uh, they get we all get paid what we would get paid on a real yacht. So yeah, the tips are just um, extra. You get a salary. And as you get higher up in the ranks, you get more salary. Should I change my career? Like, I mean, I don't, I, if I don't you just did number, it for a winter. But... I mean, okay, so one winter right before I started doing Below Deck, I was second stew um, on a pretty high profile charter boat. And I made 20 grand in December. That's amazing. So I was making like four grand salary a month. Tips. But you don't spend any of that. And then I made 16 grand in tips in that month. So it's 20 grand. And it's like no taxes. You're in international waters. It's just 20 grand in your bank. They only tip you at the end. Like, do they ever slip anything during the charter? No, 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 no. I, I mean, a lot of times, no, they don't because they're just having such a great time. Stephanie Callahan Donovan, what does she do with her puppy when she's cruising? So I, sometimes my dad and my stepmom have watched him and then I there's this little old lady in my hometown there's a lot of retirees she watched him and I met this really great girl in New York City here who loves Halo my dog as her own and it's really been helpful cool we have some past seasons questions uh Kimberly Babian, I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. I want to know about Hot Jesus. How did she randomly meet him? Okay, so I was one night frustrated with production. It happens. Yes. And so I'm running down the dock. And the thing is, they can't film anybody who's not on the cast. Because they have to sign. They haven't signed the waiver. Yeah. So I was just trying to get some privacy from production one night. <laughs> and uh, they're at the marina on the bench. There's this guy. So I sat right next to him. Because then the cameramen are like, oh, she's sitting next to somebody. We can't film her. So I sit next to this guy just because I wanted like a few moments of privacy. And it turned out he was like really cool. And he had a sailboat. And he's from Sweden. And his sailboat's like really nice. He was like a real, he wasn't like always like a sailing grifter drifter he like was like a engineer he's a genius and then he decided he didn't want to be in the rat race so we got to know each other and it was it's like when you're in high school and you date an older guy who can drive and you can't you it's like one of the perks is he can he's got a car and you guys can get away so he had a sailboat 
a few slips down from the boat. It was like somewhere I could go. There were no cameras. It was like, well, can you just leave? Like, how? No. You have to ask production if you can leave, right? And the answer is going to be no. no. Yeah. So the sailboat, it turned out really well that he had, uh, we'd drink martinis. We'd listen to music, which is not allowed. But. Oh, right. Of course. It was just, it was like my nice little clubhouse down the dock. He was hot. He's super hot. He just, he's still messaging me. Oh. I know. Well, he's in a sail. He's on a sailboat. He's sailing around the Caribbean. So join him up. Like, I still might at some point. You should. I think yeah. You should. He's great. Jody DiConcini. I want to know about Ben hookups. Sure. Was it once, twice, 15 times during filming? It was never during filming. It was the first time was right after we filming, like like in the hotel waiting to go to the airport. Because I just don't think hooking up on camera with a cast member is anything I could ever be comfortable with. I just couldn't do it. No. I can't do it. There's no way. Um, and there, Ben and I have hooked up more times than we can count, but it's never, it's just always been like, we had like a phase of like a couple months where it was kind of, we would talk on the phone all the time and then always hang out. We were, it was like, it was like kind of dating, but not really. It, we're kind of like, I feel like Jerry and Elaine where we were like, we're such good friends, but we laugh about it. We're like, we tried it. That's not, cause it's hard when you're friends with a member of the opposite sex, you wonder, is it because we should hook up and you try it? But that's not always the case, but we are such great friends. Do you have an estimate? How many? I mean, no. I mean, it, it was a lot. A lot. It was like if you would casually hang out with somebody for about four months. Every time. Yeah. 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 Nicole Vader, looking back, are there any crew members that she regrets being tough on? Um, I think that my first season, I was very tough on Amy Johnson, and she's just such a sweet girl. I actually was texting her on the way over here. Hey, girl. Hey. She's so sweet. <laughs> but so my first season, I didn't understand the TV part of the job. I was just there to run the charter and Kelly, her brother was there that season as well. And she's very smart. They understood that they needed to talk about their emotions on camera. And to me, that seemed like in real job, you would, if you had two siblings hiding in a cubicle crying, you'd be like, get it together guys. We're at <laughs> get work your shit together. Yeah. So I was tough on her where I wasn't. And then after I watched the season, I understood that, it was not the typical yachting situation. I should have given her a, been a more lenient. Lauren, Mary, Catherine, if she could do any season or charter over, which one and why? Um, let's see. I guess I would probably do... Okay, I would probably do season four, I think it was. I had Emily as my second stew that ends up dating Ben, and Nico was the bosun, or Kelly. I don't know. Yeah, Kelly was on there too. But I was dating a girl at the time that was very manipulative and um she was demanding of my attention where i was i got so consumed by it i was paying more attention to like making sure she wasn't mad at me than what i was doing okay i mean i still did the job great but i wasn't like your head wasn't all uh uh-huh yeah i my head was still thinking about other things yeah who has truly been the worst charter guest I mean, Crystal, um, she was on last season, Shame Cocoon, crying. She was just mean to everybody. She was, like, mean to her friends. She was mean to us. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably the worst. Her? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Who has been the worst person to be on a crew with and then the best person? I always have a great time with Ben because he makes – well, actually, I take that back. He's fun and all. But, like – I really loved Courtney that's on the season. She's so funny. She's, I like her Josiah a lot. was so funny. Oh, Kat Josiah, and yeah. Amy have, like, I like anybody who 
gets the job done, but also we can laugh while we're getting this job done because we're there for so long. We're working so much. It's very important to laugh. What about worst? Uh, the worst. Uh, Leon, a chef from season three, and Rocky, <laughs> yeah. they were both pretty... pretty awful yeah jessica streisek has she ever made a romantic connection with a charter guest you know it's never met there's been charter guests who wanted a romantic connection with me yeah and then there's been charter guests who i would have liked a romantic connection with but it's never matched up where yeah where we both yeah no okay darn it i know has talking negatively about guests during itms ever affected her or has she ever had backlash quite frankly i don't really hear i don't really feel like i talk that bad about the charter guests i'll just be like uh their preferences are high maintenance or uh they're getting really drunk yeah but those are all true like I'm still friends with a lot of charter guests. In fact, there's um, a couple, a gay guy couple that was on season four. I go to dinner with them like once every two weeks. Really? Um, Yeah. I went out to visit Dean who I made a, I made a big dick blanket on his bed (laughs) and he had me out. Dick blanket. He had me out in Scottsdale, y'all. Like, I mean, it's no, I, we spend a lot of time on a boat with them and it can't really translate on TV, but by that amount of time together, you become friends. You really do. Yeah. Like how much off time do you get? with them kind of off camera i mean so they're on the boat for three days and that's all it's not that big of a boat for that many people right um you'd be and then in real yachting because for the show they're only on for like two nights three days in real yachting the minimum minimum amount of time is seven days so you really become friends with them have you ever had a guest on the show get upset not even something that you said like any time that you were on a season and someone got pissed about about the what what aired yeah i yeah. think there have been i think i've heard rumors that they weren't stoked but it's also like you did and it's the same i think producers they are very fair they tell a story they don't they don't make us say anything that we didn't decide to say ourselves um i think that it's hard for and i've been guilty of it or i'd call a producer and be like i can't believe you left out the part where i said that because now it looks worse i've done it but I should know better, and I always feel like I need to send them an edible arrangement or a right afterwards. Or be like, okay, you I'm were sorry. right. I'm sorry because they're ver- they're as fair as they can be. As someone who works in customer service, sometimes I feel like venting about the way people treat me is the only way to stay sane. Do you feel that way? Do you ever feel guilty even speaking about people who are giving you a one thousand dollar tip? No, actually, I my first season, I thought that I was going to go on. I thought the service, the bartenders, the servers the hospitality industry of the world was going to be mm-hmm. like, yes, this is our queen icon legend. Cause I was like only assholes and terrorists order mojitos. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just like, I thought yeah. that people would understand, but I faced a lot of backlash. Actually, people are like, Oh, these people are tipping you. I'm like, I know they're tipping me, but also there's like nuances. Right. And I, sometimes I'm not saying they're bad people, but complaining about it, venting, you're you're seeing behind the scenes. I'm not saying it to their face. That's I would true. never do that. They're seeing That'd it be rude. later on. They're not That'd with you at that point. And so we're trying to pretend like there's no cameras on us. We're trying to show you what real life is. And in real life, in any job, you're gonna, you're gonna complain have to vent. about things that annoy you. I mean, I work in customer service, and sometimes I have to go home after work and just like talk about it. And I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, you just have to get it out, yeah. and then I'm better. Yeah, it's good. there's just not a camera on my face. I don't know if you'll answer this one. Probably Brielle Smith. What happened between her and Hannah? Oh, okay. So um, for me, I wanted to be women supporting women. And um, we, it was very unique that there was another chief stew that had worked with Ben and worked 
on a yacht with a production company. So we really had a lot of like drinking wine, talking shit nights that were great. Um, I really think what happened was I think she was a little insecure, a little jealous because um, I was getting asked to do things that she hadn't or had more followers. Uh, you know, I think she's competitive. Like a follower thing. No, not followers, but for an example, it was like she hadn't been asked to, asked to BravoCon. I had, I uh, think, I think it's natural for us to be compared to each other. We were many times. Yeah. Um, most often people said I was the better stew because I am. But, you know, watching her, I knew she wasn't the best chief stew, but I never said anything because we were friends. But then she let her insecurities um, get away with her, and she ran her mouth to multiple people who also are friends with me. And it got back to me. And I was almost kind of, like, willing to forgive her for that because I sent her a message, and I was like, I heard you said I don't like what you said. If it were me caught in that position, I'd have been like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That was lame of me. I'm really sorry. She never answered. She's, I've still never heard from her. So that you never had like a, a blow up or like a no, talk No, no. Actually, she was in New York and I went, she was on Watch What Happens and I went to the studio and she was asking me to sit in the audience and I was, and then we went out drinking after together, friends, friends, friends. And then I heard the next day that she had been talking shit. And while she was still in New York, I met, sent her a message. I'm like, hey. And she was apologizing for her behavior the night before because she got drunk. And I was like, it's, what you did last night is no big deal, but what you've been saying is kind of a big deal. I've not heard from her since. Nothing. And that was in August. She never said. No, and that's what's really lame. She never had the balls to even be like, no. she knows what she did, but she, no, she just left. She didn't even say sorry. And say, I don't, she didn't pretend she didn't know. Just nothing. What a weird end. Well, I mean, I've heard from other people that she's like, she didn't get to where she is because she's a great chief still. You know? So... <laughs> Everybody has skills in life. And so I had never been a victim of, of Hannah's manipulation, but now I was. So so you learned your lesson. Yeah. Well, that's good. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really no skin off my back, whatever. No, no, it's okay. Alexa Lee, what are your latest housewives' opinions? Who does she love and hate currently? I freaking love Tinsley so much. <laughs> I got to meet her at BravoCon, and she's a good time gal. And by the way, I thought her mom, Dale, yeah. would be like proper. Her mom, Dale, is more fun. Really? And it, she needs to be a housewife. She's so great. They're both just so amazing. And, you know, they actually, Tinsley was like the hottest socialite in New York City. She just City. got engaged, too, I think. Oh, yeah. But back like when she was still with her first husband and in New York, she was the it girl. Before Paris Hilton was an it girl. Oh you know, she was the it girl. So, but you would expect her to, I, I mean, I wouldn't blame her if she was a little more, she's so down to earth and cool. Um, who else? Um, Brandy Redman was super nice. Like BravoCon was a really weird situation. It was like a family reunion. Yeah. Uh, except I felt like we were like the dorky family, like with all the, or like a high school reunion and we were the freshmen and all the housewives were like the cool seniors. the mean girls. Um, I would say Beverly Hills Housewives and Vanderpump for the most part. Some of Vanderpump I love. I love James Kennedy. I like James Kennedy too. Yeah. But he's like hated. So that's funny. He's so sweet though. Yeah. And the Beverly Hills. That's the. I mean, I don't blame them though because they're in a bubble. They're in a that's bubble Vanderpump, of. Vanderpump, Kyle Richards. That's Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. Erica Jane. Well, oh, yep. And they had to do this thing with Teddy Mellencamp because. Oh, I... that was the next question. Okay, great. Here's what happened. So she was in a jacuzzi in Hawaii with her husband on camera on, on show. camera crying about how her accountability business has just blossomed so crazy 
and <laughs> she's just so stressed out because she she like it's just she, her business is doing so well but she doesn't want to like take time away from her children I'm like I call bullshit because your accountability business is only doing good because you're on this tv show second of all you're in a jacuzzi in hawaii without your children right now so i feel like you're okay being you're away from them all right third of all i feel like accountability coach whatever the hell that is you can you can ha be around your kids i know plenty of mothers who have are wonderful mothers and they work full-time jobs yep. 40 hours a week they're 40 hours a week and so it kind of was just like it was just all a bunch of nonsense and i didn't at her on twitter i just said you know i just feel like there's plenty of moms who like have jobs that take them away more than an accountability coach kind of be like i think you're gonna be fine yep so think you should stop crying about it and then she saw it other people added her yep and then she she came back and then you had a little like squash your beef yeah at BravoCon, yeah. but you didn't really squash anything i well, mean well because um there was a bunch of squash that beef segments with other housewives right before that and i'm sitting there going oh man this is getting crazy this is getting messy i was like i don't want to you know i didn't Did you know that you were going to get called up i had a feeling maybe but there had been enough where i was like okay i think i'm in the clear okay and then we were the last you were the one. last one yeah. and when they said that i was like oh shit and i just didn't want to you know i was there to support bravo and i i wasn't trying to have a feud i just tweeted something and you know when you're on a reality show twitter happens people tweet awful things about me all the time you get over it so I wasn't going to like have a weird Jerry Springer moment. Like, okay, I'll keep you accountable. Okay, I'll keep you I accountable. I was not going to. I said, congratulations on your pregnancy. I'm not going to get dirty. Good no, enough. No squashing, but yeah. also very chill in many ways. Yeah. Does she have any fun behind the scenes stories she can share from filming the Hulu commercial at Chrissy Teigen's house? Oh my gosh. What a, it's like the highlight of my life. I, <laughs> so, so that's amazing. where I first met James Kennedy and he was so sweet. So there was a lot going on. It was like. Uh, Portia and Candy and Kyle and oh my god Patricia Altschul yes okay so she, re she reminds everybody. me a lot of my grandmother or my favorite aunt very like they're southern ladies from Savannah Georgia and so it was so intimidating being there I mean at one point John Legend came down and started playing the That's piano insane. and singing Luna and my Luna running around um, Chrissy's like, Kate, come talk to my mom about Thailand. Cause that's where she's from. I think I said the word elephants twice and pad thai three times <laughs> panicking. So I kind of felt so like connected to Patricia that I was kind of like the little baby duckling. Like if she sat on the couch drinking champagne, you would go sit, next yeah, to her. I was sitting next to her, but she was so sweet. And we went to dinner afterwards and now, um, we're BFF. Maybe you should go on the show, like make an appearance. I know we were trying to get her for a chart. I guess we're really hoping. Yeah, that would, oh, that'd be great. I know. Or like even Shep. I actually really like Shep. Shep I thought like I would hate him. Great charter guest. I met him in person. He was actually yeah. not as insufferable as I expected <laughs> him to be. Who is your closest friend in the Bravo Liberty world? Outside of Below Deck, I'll say, I'll answer that one. So obviously, it's Captain Lee. Um, Mercedes from Shaw's. Wow. I know. She's actually so sweet oh my and gosh, great. Cool. Yep. She picked me up one time when I was out there with her baby. We went to dinner. Um I mean, Patricia said we're BFF, so I'm not going to argue with that. Wait, no, don't. Nope. Um, I guess those are my two faves, my two tops. Cool. Angela Westcott Carl, please ask her to name her all-star best crew ever. Okay. She can pull from any season, interior and exterior. Copy that. Uh, Captain Lee. Um, then for Chef, Chef Ben, because he's supremely talented and also super fun. Uh, for Bosun, I... I wouldn't mind seeing um, Riley in that position, but I'm not sure that would happen. Maybe Captain Sandy 
would take her. Um, I thought Kelly Johnson was real great. Um, and then for deck crew, who cares? Connie was yeah. amazing. She's from my she's from my hometown. She, we also have the same birthday. Connie's amazing. Captain Lee loves her. And then mm, I really don't care as far as it goes to deckhands because whatever. I never talked to them. Yeah. And for interior, I would love to do a season with Josiah and Courtney. Yeah. I think they're they're both really funny and dry and they'd get along well. And I would like a season. I don't need a third stew that is like just averse to work. I think we can make very entertaining television with, you know, people that are good at their job and hilarious. Who do you talk to when you're not filming and what do you do when you're not filming? So in uh, 2017, I opened up a a nonprofit store in Melbourne, Florida. Um, So I got that going. I was working every single day. It was like living in the Golden Girls. It was uh, staffed by all um, older volunteers and my mom. It was so fun. And then I just moved to New York in May. Yep. Um, So actually being in New York, just learning how to live here was like a full-time job at first. (laughs) Like, how do I get groceries? How do I get laundry done? Like, it's just... You learn something new every day, too. I, it, you never so feel like you know It was like a everything. part-time job figuring it out. And then once I kind of had it figured out, the season started airing, and I'm able to do fun things like this. Right. And why did you move here? I, I moved here because I just felt like if I looked back on my life later and I'd never lived in New York City, I would always wonder, what if? I was like, did you move here for a guy? I'm like, nope. They're like, did you move here for a job? I'm like, nope. No. I moved here because I would always wonder what if. I don't think I'll live here forever, but I think I'll live here I at least two years because the first year, you're still figuring it out. Yeah. The second year, you don't need your Google Maps to uh-huh, do the You just kind of, you get it. Things yeah. have clicked. Yep, yep, yep. After that, I might not live here totally. anymore. Mir Connolly, once Below Deck is over, what type of industry does she see herself getting into? Um, so I sometimes like to do, I love throwing parties. I love event planning. My cousin full circle that did yachting so long in the nineties that got me into yachting. She ends up opening an event planning business in Texas. Um, and it's like a million dollar business and it's just so fun. I love celebrating. Okay. And how much longer do you see yourself doing this? You know, if you had a, my first season, I said, if I'm doing this in five years, you better put me on suicide watch. But <laughs> honestly, I am so lucky. Captain Lee, I know what my boss likes. I go out for six weeks, which is not coffee. that long. I know it's coffee. I know it's Cheerios. It's like starting a new job sucks. You don't know who's asked to kiss, what rules to break. Um, and it's only six weeks. And I don't think I'd want to do yachting full time ever again. But six weeks, it's kind of like perfect because it's like right when you're like, I could use an adventure in life. And I go away to a cool environment i don't use my phone at all when i'm out there so it's like uh, it's like i'm relaxing it's like a mental reset i don't do social media i don't it's just six weeks i come back with money it's great will you be writing a second book i would love to um the first book was real passion project the whole reason i did the show i wrote it before the show was even a thing i was like if i get on tv maybe people will read my book yeah and people did and it's been great but um, yeah, I would love to. Any plans to resume your podcast or start one that isn't below deck related? Yes, I loved doing the one after deck. That was super fun. But what it also taught me was podcasts are so much more work than, than I expected. Props to you because <laughs> hard. it is so much work. It's a lot of work. It really is. Um, so I would love to do something where I'm not talking about yachting. But also I feel like uh, I just haven't got my shit together yet for it. 
Stephanie Donovan. This is weird, but she has no sense of smell just like me. Wow. I don't know anyone else like that. Can you ask her if that's always been the case and if it affects her job in any way? Yeah. So I didn't know that I didn't have a sense of smell until I was like 14 or like eighth grade. I thought everybody else was just very dramatic. I remember (laughs) I was four. My grandmother was like, Kate, smell the roses in my rose garden. I remember thinking, God, old ladies are so crazy. Grandma is so nuts. I smell nothing. Or like, my mom would make Brussels sprouts and I'd be like, I hate these. And she'd say, plug your nose. And I would do that and I'd be like, they taste exactly the same. Exactly the same. Um, Or we were, our playground in elementary school was by a duck pond and there'd be rotten eggs, I guess. And the kids would be like, oh, it smells bad. I'm like, God, my classmates are so dramatic. So yeah, I think I have a very deviated septum. Um, I talk a little nasally and I can tell the difference between mint and vanilla, which means there's olfaction happening. This is a quick science lesson, everyone. I was like, what, what does that even mean? The taste buds on your tongue. There's five. Sour, salty, sweet, bitter, and umami. Umami is the like roasted tomatoes oh, flavor, by the oh. way. Uh, it's very Japanese. <laughs> so those are your five taste buds. If you can tell the difference between mint and vanilla, which I can, that means it's something happening outside of your taste buds. So so it's got to be your nose. It's then. like a, Yeah. So okay. this, that show on CBS, The Doctors, right. they reached out to me at some point like, we want to be part of your smelling journey. But I'm just really nervous because, first of all, it's the triangle of death, this surgery. And Oof. it's like a scary sinus surgery. I mean, do you scary. feel like... Like you're you're missing out on well, things. See, thank and, you. I love you so much yeah. because everybody's like, "Oh, you got to get that surgery." I'm like, I don't. Honestly, it's a it's a lot because I'm gonna be like an infant at the age 37 walking down the street. Like, what's happening on my face? I'm gonna have to do a documentary. It, you might need to. I mean, I'm not gonna do it without the documentary. You could do a podcast of your smelling journey. I'm gonna do the whole the book, wow. the podcast, the movie, the I soundtrack. Could do it all. I know, do it all. But so I'm <laughs> think I'm saving that for when I turn forty, like okay. to like kick off. Like, yeah, cool. Who is her favorite person to follow on Twitter? I really love Gary Janetti, but he's moved more to Instagram. Um, on Twitter, I like a bunch of random humor accounts. I really like following you. I mean, thank um, you. I really like. I mean, I just follow random humor accounts that make me laugh that have nothing to do with Bravo. I agree. It's all humor now dogs dogs and cats and that's stuff. what my instagram they're like what's your favorite? i'm like lad bible it's oh. all like funny dog videos <laughs> what's that animal like animals doing things or something yes i will so spend funny i'll fall down that rabbit hole for it. an hour and a half on it. a sunday morning so kate i missed a hundred things because it's so hard to talk about all the things but i feel like you really hit i all missed? of it no thank you this was so fun i hope i didn't i don't know anything about you i you don't need you to, have really. to come on my podcast when i, I get that going to. and okay. like your smelling journey okay podcast. perfect <laughs> okay so everyone follow kate it's just kate chastain kate at, underscore yep, chastain underscore yep. okay and anything you want to push uh, you can find my book called lucky charming on amazon it's so popular and good you're gonna love it and um that's about it for now <laughs> check back in a year yeah when you're a new york i gotta get and- to typing yeah <laughs> and then i think the f- when's the finale february 3rd below deck on bravo yes so yeah february 3rd. 3rd this is coming out january something so you'll have two more weeks you got some episodes. warning thank you so much for having me this was so fun oh my god okay. now i need to hear how you broke your foot i'm kind of starstruck oh stop Okay. Bye. Bye.